0: Ezekiel Chapter 13 Verse 1 And there is a word of Jehovah unto me, saying, 2 Son of man, prophesy concerning the prophets of Israel, who are prophesying, and thou hast said to those prophesying, from their own heart, Hear ye a word of Jehovah. The Lord is now going to speak against the false prophets, which are many. When he says that they prophesy from their own heart, he means that they speak what they want to speak. They don't ask the Lord what his word is for the people, and God isn't speaking to them because they are sinners. The life of a prophet is a sanctified life to obey the commandments of God. False prophets live how they want to live, they don't obey God's commandments, and that's why the Lord doesn't speak to them. Today most prophets are false prophets, they speak from their own hearts, and they even teach people that we should speak from our own hearts. The Word of Faith theology teaches people that anything you say will be manifest, and that is a false doctrine. Only what God says is true, not what we say, and we can't make something manifest just because we said it. Witches try to manipulate their environment using words and spells. And unfortunately today, many false prophets are actually practicing witchcraft. They may or they may not know it, but they are trying to manipulate the world with their words. 3. Thus said the Lord Jehovah, Woe unto the prophets who are foolish, who are going after their own spirit, and they have seen nothing. The Lord affirms that false prophets don't have visions. They lie and they tell the people that they have had a vision. But actually what they are sharing with the people is their own wishes and dreams. 4. As foxes in the wastes, thy prophets, O Israel, have been. A wild animal like a fox will take whatever food it can get. Foxes are kind of thieves because they are scavenger animals. And the Lord is saying that these prophets are thieves. They take whatever they can get. They want money from the people and they want popularity and social power. And they take it at the people's expense. 5. Ye have not gone up into breaches, nor do ye make offense for the house of Israel to stand in battle in a day of Jehovah. These prophets are not willing to put their necks on the line for the people. They don't offer up their own life as a sacrifice like true prophets like Ezekiel do. Ezekiel suffered. He fasted for over a year. And later on in this book, he will suffer the loss of his beloved wife because he is called to suffer. But false prophets never suffer for the people. They pamper themselves with money and gifts that the people have given them. The metaphor here is that false prophets will not run up to the front of a battle line. They stay behind and they let other people do the fighting. 6. They have seen vanity and lying divination, who are saying an affirmation of Jehovah, and Jehovah hath not sent them, and they have hoped to establish a word. False prophets today hope that what they say will come true, because if it does, their audience will grow. But if their words don't come true, then they just tell the audience, Oh, the Lord changed his mind, or you didn't have enough faith, and that's why it didn't happen, or something like that. They always backtrack on their words to cover up their lies. But a real prophet doesn't hope their words will come true, because they know that they are speaking God's words. 7 A vain vision have ye not seen, and a lying divination spoken, when ye say, an affirmation of Jehovah, and I have not spoken? God says, Aren't you practicing divination and witchcraft when you claim that I said something and I never told you anything? And this is what a lot of false prophets today do. They claim that God is speaking to them, but they know that God is not speaking to them They know that he is silent toward them, and that they are making things up. The Lord says this is divination. It is witchcraft when we make something up and we practice fortune telling, which is what prophets today mostly do. When somebody gives a prophet money, the prophet wants to give them a positive word because they have become his client. So he wants to make his client happy, and he will say, The Lord's going to give you a new job in 2024. They'll make a statement like that. 8. Therefore, thus said the Lord Jehovah, Because ye have spoken vanity and seen a lie, therefore, lo, I am against you, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. We can be self-deceived to the point that Satan will give us a false vision. If we meditate on something long enough, we'll end up dreaming about it. And that is what a lot of false prophets do. They want something so bad that they end up dreaming about it or thinking that they had a vision, but it is really from Satan and not from the Lord. 9 And my hand hath been on the prophets, who are seeing vanity, and who are divining a lie. In the assembly of my people they are not, and in the writing of the house of Israel they are not written, and unto the ground of Israel they come not. And ye have known that I am the Lord Jehovah." God says that the false prophets do not belong in his family. Their names are not written in his book. He doesn't consider them to be Israelites. And they had no inheritance in the land of Israel. He had removed it, even though they were born as Israelites, because they are basically practicing witchcraft. They had lost their spiritual inheritance. And this is true of prophets today, too. There are a lot of billionaire and millionaire self-proclaimed prophets around the world today, and they are practicing witchcraft. If they ever were Christians, they have ceased to be. They have lost their inheritance in eternal life, unless they repent and make restitution for their sins. The Lord keeps saying that false prophecy is vanity. And the reason it is, is because it lifts up the person rather than God. So it's always about God's going to bless you this way. God's going to bless you that way. See, those kind of words elevate the person. But in the Bible, all of the prophets elevated God. 10. Because, even because they did cause my people to err, Saying peace, and there is no peace, and that one is building a wall, and lo, they are daubing it with chalk. The Lord is making another metaphor. He's saying, The false prophets say that a wall is going to be built, and this will be a wall of protection. But really, it's the same old wall, and they're daubing it with plaster, which means there's no new wall at all, and plaster has no strength. So this is a metaphor saying that their words are like a band-aid. 11. Say to those daubing with chalk, it falleth, there hath been an overflowing shower, and ye, O hellstones, do fall, and a tempestuous wind doth rend. The Lord is extending the metaphor saying that this wall that they claim was rebuilt, but it was actually just had the holes plastered, it is going to get overthrown by a flood of hell-storm and wind. 12. And lo, fallen hath the wall, doth not one say unto you, Where is the daubing that ye daubed? The Lord says we should question the prophets when what they say doesn't come true. He's offering a question, saying, Didn't you tell us that the wall was built, but now it's broken? Therefore, thus said the Lord Jehovah, I have rent with a tempestuous wind in my fury, and an overflowing shower is in mine anger, and hailstones in my fury to consume. 14. And I have broken down the wall that ye daubed with chalk, and have caused it to come unto the earth, and revealed hath been its foundation, and it hath fallen, and ye have been consumed in its midst, and ye have known that I am Jehovah. The Lord says this wall, this metaphorical wall that you daubed with plaster is going to fall down on top of you and you are going to be destroyed in the rubble. Only the foundation of the wall will be showing. To me that wall represents the false theology of false prophets. One day that wall of false theology is going to come tumbling down and it is going to destroy whoever believed in it. 15 And I have completed my wrath on the wall, and on those daubing it with chalk, and I say to you, the wall is not, and those daubing it are not. This wall of protection is in reference to the city of Jerusalem, and the Lord is continuing to tell the people, I am not going to save Jerusalem, I am going to destroy it because of your sins. 16 The prophets of Israel who are prophesying concerning Jerusalem, and who are seeing for her a vision of peace, and there is no peace, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. They were prophesying peace, but peace didn't come. And the reason they prophesied it is because it was what their hearts wanted. But if God doesn't say it so, it isn't so, no matter how badly we want it. 17 And thou, Son of man, set thy face against the daughters of thy people, who are prophesying out of their own heart, and prophesy concerning them. Now the Lord is going to speak against false prophetesses. Those are women who prophesy. We also have a lot of false prophetesses today, who are constantly speaking positive statements. 18 And thou hast said, Thus said the Lord Jehovah, Woe to those sewing pillows for all joints of the arm, and to those making the kerchiefs for the head of every stature, to hunt souls. The souls do ye hunt of my people, and the souls ye have do ye keep alive. The Lord is speaking to witches. These are women who practice witchcraft, but they don't admit that. They pretend that they are practicing being a good Israelite. There are a lot of women on the internet and on television, who claim that they are teaching you how to pray and how to have faith, but what they are really teaching is Spiritism. Spiritism is a form of witchcraft. Some of these women are teaching people how to talk to their guardian angel, but that is what the Bible calls having a familiar spirit, it is when a demon gives you information and advice. and. A familiar spirit is the same thing as what mediums have when they call on the dead. It's actually a demon who appears dressed up as somebody from the past and gives false advice. Today there are witches who are operating in the church teaching people to talk to demons, but they call it a guardian angel or a spirit guide. The only person who has authority to tell us how to live is God himself. In Ezekiel's time, these women were wearing little ornaments on their arms that looked like pillows, and they were also wearing charms, which a lot of women wear today. A lot of witches wear charms around their neck. These women had charms, and they were practicing magic spells on the people with the pillows and the charms. 19. Yea, ye pierce me concerning my people, for handfuls of barley, and for pieces of bread, to put to death souls that should not die, and to keep alive souls that should not live, but you are lying to my people, hearkening to lies. There are multiple interpretations for what the pillows and the headdresses mean, It had something to do with either a practice of divination that these false prophetesses were telling the people was God ordained, or it could have been signs of luxury because false prophets and false prophetesses both take money from the people. In the Old Testament, the prophets were commanded never to take any gift or money from anyone. Because when you take money from somebody, they become your client, and you will want to please your client. So you're always going to want to say positive things, so that you won't make them angry, and they'll keep giving you their money. That's why prophets were not allowed to take money. It was like a bribe, and it would cause them to tell lies, instead of telling the people to repent. And today, all of the famous prophets take money, and they sell books, because of that everyone who pays them is like their client, and they don't want to disappoint anyone, that's why they do nothing but prophesy positive words. There is a female prophet who clearly practices witchcraft, but she has fooled many people into thinking that she is a prophetess of the Lord, but she isn't even a Christian. She promotes Christians wearing charms, and that they purchase paintings of mystical creatures like the unicorn. This chapter sounds like it's talking about cat care. In ancient Israel, there were other women that had a similar marketing plan. They were practicing witchcraft, but they wanted to get money from the Israelites, claiming that they were hearing words from the Lord. 20 Therefore, thus said the Lord Jehovah, Lo, I am against your pillows, with which ye are hunting there the souls of the flourishing, and I have rent them from off your arms, and have sent away the souls that ye are hunting, the souls of the flourishing. The flourishing would mean those who are children of God, but these witches are hunting their souls, they want these people to go to hell. And that's what witches do today. They hunt souls. They want people to fall into darkness and start worshiping Satan, whether they know it or not. There are a lot of false prophets and false prophetesses who don't even know that they're practicing witchcraft because they're mimicking what another false teacher taught them. Just as a lot of pastors go to seminary, Then they become a pastor and they teach all the false doctrine that they learned in the seminary, not realizing that it's false doctrine. And this is why we have to read the Bible. Unless we read the Bible, we're going to get fooled, and we're going to fall into false doctrine and spiritism and New Age teachings and all kinds of other confusion if we don't know what God's words really are. There is a whole industry of false prophets and people learning from them, and believing that they also have a gift of prophecy when they do not. 21 And I have torn your kerchiefs, and delivered my people out of your hand, and they are no more in your hand for a prey, and ye have known that I am Jehovah. These women had kerchiefs, as well as the pillows, the charms, and all of the other paraphernalia that witches like to use. 22 Because of paining the heart of the righteous with falsehood, and I have not pained it, and strengthening the hands of the wicked, so as not to turn back from his evil way, to keep him alive. Just like today, the false prophets and the false prophetesses let you believe that it is okay if you sin, because you are saved, no matter whether you sin or not, and they won't tell you to repent, but they will tell you to give them money and to buy all of their products that they want to sell you, and to practice all of their divinations, mantras, and magic spells by repeating their words. 23. Therefore, vanity ye do not see, and divination ye do not divine again, and I have delivered my people out of my hand, and ye have known that I am Jehovah. These false prophets and prophetesses will be destroyed, they will die, and THEN Jerusalem will know who the real God is. It wasn't the God that they served, because they said that God had promised that he would save Jerusalem, and when Jerusalem falls everybody will know that their God is not him, it has to be a false God. And that concludes Ezekiel chapter 13.